Welcome back, brother. Peace to the God. Peace to the universe. Um, let's see if we get a, a clear um, audio going forward. Now, you were telling me about the strip club, so let's continue there. Doesn't sound like it, bro. It's going in and out still? <laughs> sound like you just went out, bro. Wow. <laughs> so good. Alright, see if you can finish your story. I'm gonna call it a day. Hold on, brother. Hold on, hold on. Uh, we are experiencing technical difficulties. We'll be right back after this fix. Assalamu alaikum. Peace to the universe. We are back. Uh, we had a little technical difficulty, but. I'll be damned if I let them ruin tonight. Um, <laughs> just start um, with with the story about telling, making your wife aware of who you are, and we'll we'll get back to the parts that may be messed up in terms of audio. Okay. One second. Okay. Okay. So, um, I was saying that, you know, when I met my wife, I had, uh, ex can you hear me? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I was saying that when I met my wife, I was having a uh, conversation with her. As I saw the relationship starting to progress, and I saw the connection, I had come out of, re of a relationship that I that I realized that I did not want to go into another relationship like like that. And so I I started off with her by saying, look, you know, you know, I don't celebrate holidays. I don't celebrate Christmas. I don't celebrate celebrate Valentine's. I don't celebrate Easter. I don't celebrate no holidays. And what I want you to understand is if you do what that what does that mean to you and what would that mean in a relationship with somebody like me mm. right and so i was saying to her if these days mean you know a lot to you i don't want you to compromise them to be in a relationship with me mm. right and so and then and i i, I ran the whole gamut with her i was like look you know, if, if we're gonna if, if we're gonna potentially, you know, have kids, um, I don't want you know to raise kids and they have a government name. You know, I didn't want them to have a name like mine, like Wayne Sunny. 
you know, um, yes, you know, John, Tom, <laughs> you know, these government names. I was like, my kids will have to have a, a name that has meaning. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I was having these conversations with her when I first met her. Mm-hmm. Um, at, probably after about a couple months, a month or months into the relationship, um, probably, probably within the first month or two. It, I, I'm sure not more than three months, right? Um, and so these were the com- these were the type of conversations we were having. And I'm saying that because I'm tying that into tonight, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and me hanging out with my friends or my frat brothers. Because um, what ended up happening was she had traditionally, all of, all of her life, she had been um, a part of all these holidays, right? And that's what her family did. Mm-hmm. So I said to her, I said, well, um, I would be willing to do one of one of those holidays with you and your family. I'm not going to do both, mm-hmm. right? Um, and what was interesting about it for her, or what was interesting about it for me, is that I didn't grow up celebrating holidays at all. So it didn't mean anything to me. But for her, um, she had grown up celebrating um the holidays, particularly like Christmas and Thanksgiving and all those, all those days, um, one side with her mom's side of the family, another side with her dad's side of the family. Mm-hmm. So when I met her, I, um, um, ended up, I don't know what the compromise was, but I, the compromise was something like, well, I, I can do one of them. And so I ended up, celebrating the, the side with her dad's side of the family mm-hmm. so um so on Christmas Eve she would celebrate um Christmas Eve with her mother's side of the family and on Christmas Day she would celebrate Christmas with her dad's side of the family so I was like well I'm definitely not doing both of them <laughs> I'm doing one right and so, um, so on Christmas Eve, I would just hang out um, with some with my frat brothers, mm-hmm. and that's what we did, um, and that's what we've done for years. So, um, something happened where we ended up hanging out for drinks and all that stuff, and then we would end up at the strip club. And so, um, we didn't do it last year because of COVID, but um, that's what we ended up this year because the strip club opened back up and. You know, after we had done it, we went, went to the strip club. Hmm. Um, so, just to tie in or connect those dots, um, that's what I ended up doing earlier tonight was, you know, hanging out with some of them. Um, my wife hung out with her family on her mom's side, um, my wife and my kids, and I hung out with my brothers and went to have dinner with them drinks and talk shit and then <laughs> up at the strip club and then I came home. Yes sir. Uh that's interesting. We are talking about this is um a podcast about black mental health and race. Tonight's episode is gonna be lighthearted and hopefully very short. Uh we wanted to come on is today is uh the week of December twenty fifth, twenty twenty one and we're talking about Black Christmas um religion and dysfunctional family um 
any of those subjects that interest you, um, this would be an opportunity to expound on it and um, any other things you want to talk about. I did want to mention um, before we continue this discussion um, that the lady, um, the woman um, Kimberly Potter was found guilty of manslaughter and uh, the sentencing will be sometime in early 2022 and uh, what's on your mind brother? Uh, well, I'm, 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 a, I'm, I'm an open book. Uh, um, uh, if you're asking me about how I feel about like Kim Porter. Yes. Um, Potter, like Harry Potter. Yeah. Kim Potter. Um, I don't know how I feel about that, right? And the reason why I say I don't know how I feel about that is that I don't know that it is grounds for celebration, right? Um, I don't know that it's grounds for um, things have changed. You know, I, I, I'm, I, I don't know. I, I think it's it's really really early. Um, you know, I'm anxious to see what the outcome would be in terms of our sentencing, you know, if, if at all. Right. Um, so that's, that's going to be interesting to me. But there's just so much more. And there's so many other cases like that case that um, did not receive justice. Hmm. But. Not even a guilty verdict at all. <laughs> yeah. And, and when, when in situations like, like that, to me, I don't look at that as a win for anybody. Right. Right. Um, I don't want to celebrate anybody going to prison. Right. I don't want to celebrate anybody dying. Right. Um, it's it, to me, you know, it's it's just a really really bad situation. Um, and and what she did, um, whether it was intentional or not intentional, um, I'm I'm not a, you know, all hate cop type of guy. Right. I have a lot of friends, or well, I have significant amount of friends that are police officers. Um, so I I know that they're not all bad people. I don't know what was going on with her in in her mind, you know, that day. I don't. Right. My personal belief is that she did not get up with the intent to kill a black man. I don't that's, believe that either. That's that's my personal, you know, um, belief. I think it happened. But I think because of the system and the world that we live in, when that does happen, white privilege does something for them that that they're able to be able to justify it. Right. That part is what's problematic to me. Right. Not Kimberly Potter, but the system that allows this to become an issue. Right. Because it's it's happening over and over again, yeah. to the point where it's it's a problem for society right. itself, and we yeah. have to have these real discussions about race, and um, most times the system, the the political machine, does not want to have a candid conversation about race um, and power. Because it would um, 
somehow get people out of um, the luxury or the privilege that they enjoy. is not that they enjoy I was watching an episode of, of Blackish and one of the things that um, that episode was talking about was um, uh, Anthony Anderson right mm-hmm. he, uh, in this episode he was trying to get his white co-workers to understand the conversation about having to talk mm-hmm. right and what was interesting about it was the difference in having to talk. Like, you you have a new grandbaby, right? Yes, sir. Is it a that's, is it a granddaughter or grandson? Granddaughter. Granddaughter. Mm-hmm. Right. So Everybody says she point, looks like me, though. <laughs> she is very she's very beautiful. Bro. <laughs> Thank very you, beautiful. brother. Yeah. Um, so I am wishing you um, God's blessing and God's hands. Thank you, brother. You know, I really that, appreciate on that, that. On that relationship. Yes, sir. Um, with, with, with you and the grandbaby. Yes, sir. Thank you. Um, and, and so I'm saying that to say that um, at some point you will have to have the conversation with her. And the conversation, well, it's interesting, right? Because mm-hmm. I can't say the conversation because you know I have a son and a daughter, and you, I, I think we had a, I think we had a conversation in the podcast with um, a conversation that I had to have with my daughter recently. Yes, sir. Yeah, and so um, there's two conversations that we need to have um, based on whether or not your child is a black male or whether or not your child is a black female. Hmm. And so I've had to have, you know, those conversations with both of my kids because I have a son and a daughter. Right. You know, one to my son about, you know, who who he is as a black male Hmm. and how he should conduct himself, Mm -hmm. right? And how he should conduct himself at home and in public. Mm -hmm. And same with my daughter. I had to have a conversation with her about, you know who she is as a black young lady mm-hmm. and a black lady becoming mm-hmm. and also who she is as a black woman in society mm-hmm. um but what, what i've learned though is that we have to be very 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 careful um and i don't know who else having this come oh, i was having a conversation with a friend of mine mm-hmm. um and i was saying to that friend today uh in the classrooms that I have set in, right? Mm-hmm. You, the Nation of Islam being one of them, mm-hmm. I have always saw myself as the lenient or the light one. Right? Mm-hmm. Coming coming from the school of thought <laughs> of you guys. Mm-hmm. Like I like I was nowhere near heavyweight <laughs> like you guys were. Yes, right? Sir. And so it was interesting to the outside world that they saw me as so heavy. Because hmm. I was like, well, shit, if you think I'm heavy and you think I'm tough, you know, I look at the people that I'm coming from, mm-hmm. right? Man, 
I ain't, I'm nowhere near, <laughs> you know, as tough or as heavy as these people. And you guys are looking at me as, you know, as as if I'm extreme. And I, I, you know, I was, I've always had issues with that. Like, right, man, I'm, I'm, I'm nowhere near, you know, the extremism of where I come from. Right. But in the outside world, like. Where I come from with, with, you, with you in the nation of Islam, mm-hmm. oh my God, bro! Like, <laughs> I, I, you know, I can understand why people would be turned off, um, right? In, in the sense that there's no middle ground with that, right? Like, like if you if you're coming to the nation, you ain't pussyfoot and half, you right. know, you 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 embracing this or you not. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Because it ain't no place for a week. I ain't sure. Uh, uh, on the fence, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> We're not doing that. You know, you, you, you here, you committed, you know, X, Y, Z. And so, but what I realized after that was in the in this other world, outside of that world, mm-hmm. man, people can't handle that. Right. Right? And so... Um, so I made adjustments to my personality based on that, mm-hmm. but not only did I make pers- adjustments based on my personality, but then when I met my wife and started having kids, mm-hmm. I really had to adjust my personality even more. Right. Because what I realized was if I didn't, I was going to lose all of them. Right. Because that, that, um, all or nothing. Dichotomous thinking. And what they teach us in, in psychology is that is that kind of mistake. Mm-hmm. You know, and so if it's I'm gonna, if this has to be this way, or it's gonna be nowhere at all, <laughs> you you are going to lose a lot of important time. people in your life. Yep. 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 It yep. it um I I think one of the definitions of a a cult is this um separation that occurs the stronger you get with an organization and it alienates you from your family and friends the you are stuck with a decision are you going to go full force into this organization or are you going to pull back and withdraw from the organization and focus on your family and for different people it has been different strokes and uh, I don't think anyone one wins, and that's why I've tried to have an open mind about things that I don't even celebrate. But um, I, I look back on what um, my mother went through with Christmas and how she had to find joy, even though racism was in full effect, uh, Jim Crow was in full effect as a child for her. So, um, and she still celebrated Christmas and she wouldn't let nobody steal her joy. Um, I don't know how it actually applies to us now. Um, I'm just giving a a narrative of that experience for her and why it's important to her. And, um, which is why I think you, what you just said is so important. We're going to alienate a lot of people 
if we tell them, don't spend nothing for Christmas, don't celebrate Satan Claus. All of that is good teaching, but it's it, it, it polarizes people because they're stuck in these traditions. And um, it may have more of an emotional attachment than we bargain for if we're trying to get everybody on the same page. And like you said, we're not going to get everybody on the same page. And, 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 and uh, uh, to add to that, I think that type of thinking really um, was more effective um, prior to social media, hmm. right? Because social media comes in and says, you know, all that deep thinking shit, hmm. you know, that's for back in the day. You're right. Social media doesn't care about right. that deep thinking. And it, it's not even cool. It's not even popular. Right. It's almost the reason why we almost had to change the name, the ideology and the perspective of the podcast. Right. Right. Because we started off talking about black power thinking. Right. You know, all that type of stuff. You know, you're not going to attract right. people, <laughs> particularly young people. <laughs> Talking about black people again. Like, like, what are you they, talking they, about? Yeah, no, they, they, they're, they're not into that. They, they're, they're not even into thinking deeply, right? Right. <laughs> you know, I, I raised a group of kids, right? You know, with, with my kids in a way uh, or in a world that made them feel very, very different, right? Mm -hmm. uh, um, privileged, even. <laughs> oh, they were very, yeah, no doubt about that, right? But, but, I also, while they were privileged, I also raised them in a way um, that that I challenged them to be thinkers. Right. But in me challenging them to be thinkers, what ended up happening was it made them different from all of their <laughs> peers. Mm -hmm. Right. Because none of their peers were thinkers. Hmm. Right. And and none of their peers' parents made them thinkers. Hmm. And so what what ended up happening, like how we celebrated Christmas last year with the Christmas tree mm -hmm. and all that stuff, and them them coming to me with um, a, a, a PowerPoint and all that, because I raised my kids for them to know, don't just you can't come and have a conversation, right. a bullshit conversation, right? Some you know not thinking conversation, you, right? If you're gonna come to me, you know. And have a conversation or want to have a legitimate conversation, it's not going to be bullshit because I don't have bullshit conversations. And right. I don't, and, and I don't lie to my kids, right? So I told my kids earlier on, I'm not going to tell you about Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny and all, you know, or the, the um, what's that genie that comes and takes your teeth? Um, whatever it was the, the, I said I'm not going to tell you about any of those things because I don't want to teach you how to lie right Right. and I feel like if I teach you a lie then you're going to lie to me hmm. so I'm not going to lie to you because I don't want you to lie to me yes, now sir. while that was hard for my kids to understand I did not understand that when I was teaching them that honestly didn't right I look back at it now and understand that was hard for my kids to receive. Right. Right. Um, but that's what I gave them. I gave them a hard appeal very early on. 
right? And I look back at it now in my conversations with them, and they're like, yeah, Dad, that was, you know, he was kind of tough. That was tough, <laughs> you know. Um, I, I didn't I didn't know that I, I was being tough. I, I wasn't intentionally trying to be tough. Right. But now, like, my son is 18, my daughter's almost 15. Congratulations. And we're having those conversations, like, like they're like, well, we just kind of wanted to be kids. Mm-hmm. You know, we kind of just wanted to have fun. You know, but you told us there was no Santa Claus. You, <laughs> you know, made us, you know, accept these hardcore realities <laughs> where none of our peers had to. Right. Nor could and, they identify with it. Yeah, and, and so they were isolated. Right. Like, like in this different type of bubble where everybody was talking about Santa Claus, blah, blah, blah. And they were saying, you know, nigga ain't real, right? <laughs> Right, because you know my dad already told me, you know they were popping the people's bubble. Yeah, and and so they, you know, kids kids were looking at them like, yeah, y'all boring, y'all man. Something wrong with y'all? Ain't no Santa Claus coming to y'all, yeah, but you know, so it was that type of thing, and they were so my kids was like, you know, they they were feeling torn, like. Man, we ain't got a Christmas tree. Everybody's got a Christmas tree. Right. You know, and so at some point in their life, they were like, "Oh, we just want to have fun like everybody else." And in order for us not to be a dysfunctional family, we have to find a common ground. And uh, we're not going to give in to what our children want, but um, we're going to meet them where they're at, I think is the word you used. And we are at the 24-minute mark. We're going to come back for one quick uh, last session. Because we have to talk about uh, big holidays and depression, uh, which um, would be more your area of expertise. And maybe you have a soothing word uh, to try to get through those that are lonely during this holiday season. Or, and maybe they, by their own admission or their own fault or their own um, belief system that they want to be lonely they want to not celebrate christmas maybe you have a word for them and when we come back um, we'll talk about that you are listening to black mental health and race and we'll be right back after these messages peace to the universe <laughs> 